Welcome to Across the Pond, Marketing Transformed, a podcast that explores ways to transform your business and marketing strategy. Whether you're a rising star, entrepreneur, or experienced professional, a show packed with stories to inspire success and build a growth mindset for you and your company. Featuring global brand CMOs, transformation experts, and business founders, your co-hosts, Chris Lawson in London, UK, and Samuel Moni across the pond in Philadelphia, USA. Hey, Chris, how are you doing this week? Good, Sam. Yeah, very well. And yourself? Yeah. I like to be positive and optimistic when I join these podcast sessions for the show. So that's the, that's the spirit I'm bringing. Excellent. And I'm looking forward to getting into the content of this show, Sam. Well, stop stealing my lines, Chris, because content, 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 it's probably the marketing buzzword of the last decade or so with the exponential growth of the web, mobile, video and apps in that decade. We're in a new decade now. We're about to approach 2021. But we're in this world who's super aware of the power of content, be it as marketers or consumers or customers or shoppers or just regular people. Right now, our listeners are engaging with our podcast and perhaps the website or the LinkedIn posts, reading the transcripts on Medium or watching the episode teasers on YouTube. See what I did there, Chris? Shameless plug this early in the show. Can't fault me for trying, right? Absolutely. But the important bit there was it wasn't about direct selling, was it? It was just no, I wasn't sort of, selling. But, oh, you were? Okay, fine. So I just No, 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 I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You're right. I wasn't. It was, it was exactly. It was indirect. It was, it was just, you know, communicating about the content that's out there. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, carry on then. So you only need to look at the stats to see why this whole topic of content is so front of mind. 60% of marketers create at least one piece of content each day, and that's come from eMarketer. And CMI is saying that 93% of B2B marketers use content marketing. And in my days of B2B marketing, it was very prevalent. And in episode 19, when we talked about marketing, remix, recycle, reused, we highlighted that the bloggers are actually spending more time on their content and the average post is getting longer. Orbit Media was the source of saying that in 2019, blog posts are longer than 2,000 words are actually overtaking posts that are less than 500 words. So you shouldn't really limit your thinking of content as content or content marketing, which may be limiting and transactional. Think of it as creating stories. Stories are powerful form of communication, how we share experiences and engage our emotions. And I know you're going to talk about that a bit more later mm-hmm. on. So for me, it's about stories. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the other point as well is that those companies that embrace content marketing actually see a substantial growth year on year in terms of like the unique site traffic. Um, and again, we're, we'll come on to why that is. And it's pretty, pretty obvious, actually. And, and also, the, the cost effectiveness of this. Now, it may well be an investment to start off with, but actually it can be incredibly cost effective and it can actually end up costing you um, less than sort of 62% uh, less than traditional marketing and generating about three times as many leads. That's a study by an um, a organization called Demand Metric. And, and having worked at media companies for for about 12 years, all in all. Content really is very close to my heart. Um, And and actually, media organizations find it easy to produce a truckload of high-quality content 
and and some media outlets can produce a truckload of poor quality content as well, mm. to be honest. But it, mm. but it doesn't stand still, and and it fascinates me to think that you know back in two thousand and the sort of that decade, media companies were really leading the way of content, and if anything, they're the ones that have been struggling since. And the rest of other industries has embraced content as a way to go forward. It's been gathering momentum. Increasingly, this covers. B2B as well as B2C, and as one of the go-to marketing tools in, in both cases. And and simply put, I think there's two reasons for this. Straightforward advertising and conversion off the back of it does not work as effectively as it once did. Um, yes, uh, it converts customers that are in the funnel and those that are wanting to buy, but it doesn't convert those that are in the consideration mode. And the second one is the power of Google, you know, with over sort of half your traffic finding its way there via organic means, typing in a brand name or putting something into Google, that gets you there. So, um, yeah, that, that's clearly a significant factor. Now, of course, there is one exception to this when you have content that is a high enough value or, or your brand is so strong that you can put everything behind a paywall. But if you're building a subscription product or service, I would argue that content is more, not less relevant. So, yeah, a huge place to pay uh, in the marketing mix, I think, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. And in this topic, we're obviously going to encompass the creativity that powers great content and stories. And we all have a love-hate relationship with with advertising. So let me go on record by saying I I unequivocally love the marketing and advertising industry, but I avoid advertisements as much as possible. So I I love Netflix and Amazon Prime and the IMDb, Internet Movie Database app, because I can watch the trailers for new shows on my terms. So I hate advertising, but I watch trailers. I I hate advertising and especially the spam emails I get from brands. As you know, I'm an Eddie Bauer fan and a Spotify fan. So those emails, I open those and I click on them. So wait, as much as I hate advertising, I actually love ads that I like. Is that weird or is that perfectly human? See, I was being a bit ironic there. We can't actually, we can't live without advertising and content, but we, because we find excuses for the stuff we love and the stuff we use and the stuff we agree to, and we complain about the stuff we don't like. So in this show, we're going to give you an action plan on how to get it right and, and, and how to be better at it. Yeah, good. You, you reminded me there of uh, um, my ex sort of CEO at Virgin Wines, Jay Wright, um, and we would be sending up to six emails a week, and he would say, um, "You know, our, our customers need to be able to read about good wine, Chris, and they need to be able to read about good wine every day." You know, we're doing them a service, and 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 he he was right. The open rates were really strong, but consistently strong. Um, and content marketing doesn't sell directly to you. It entices you, I think, is a way of thinking about it. Whilst advertising is very clearly a promotion, traditionally paid for. Um, and why is it needed? Well, according to Google, the average pair of jeans takes about 28 days to purchase. And in that time, you'll visit upwards of three price comparison sites of some shape or form, seven touch points before you're making a purchase. And that's why you need a mixture of touch points and why content marketing can be so valuable, uh, because you want to be engaging with your audience throughout that whole journey. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, one thing is true, Sam, you can't just dive in and think, right, well, the only thing that I need is is content. You want that to be um, rested and aligned with your your mission, your vision, your brand, 
make sure it's based on good customer insights. So all of those cornerstones of the, the Agile Marketing Action Plan that we talked about over the last sort of four episodes or so, I think are incredibly important there. Um, so, so yeah, we should get on to the, the practical action plan, Sam. Absolutely. So the first step in any content and creative uh, accomplishment that you're going after, of course, is, drum roll please, <laughs> writing inspirational briefs and the skill of feedback. So it's the briefing process that actually starts all of this. And I think a lot of people just dive into creating stuff and doing stuff. But actually, where is the brief? Is it written down? So it's the idea of briefing another person, an agency or a creative department. It could be a web developer or a writer. But you actually need to take the first step. The first step of any great brief is actually having a clear idea of what you're trying to achieve. And you've got to be able to clearly communicate that. So it sounds obvious, but forcing yourself to write down what you're trying to achieve is critical. It should be something considered, structured, and using plain language. Now, you might choose to use a simple template. You can use perhaps a complicated template. For the purposes of this show, we're arguing that you actually should write it down. It, mm. I mean, obviously, you can make it a video or an email, but it, I'm not going to say it has to be a one-pager or less than three pages. But obviously, it can't be an essay. But you need to capture your thinking. And you need to make room for feedback and dialogue and, and a process that can get questions and discussions. So a, a forum that you can interact. Obviously, if you're brief, briefing a creative a person, a writer, a web person that I described earlier, then it can't be just one-way communication. You need to create a, a forum where you can understand and discuss. And remember, I said understanding not agreement. So it's not about ev getting everyone to agree up front. There's an example that I love and a lot of the, the brands in the baby care category do. So if you're going to brief the, the agency, you're going to create like a baby room and you're going to have washes and shampoos and real, perhaps even real babies and kids around so that a, a mum's interacting. So it sets the tone, the pace and the vocabulary. Uh, there's a, there's another thing to consider. There's a a reference from Radovan Grezzo. I found it online and I'll send a, we'll add the link to the blog post. And it was really watching what clients have requested and ultimately what gets presented and what gets produced. And the idea here is that clients are kind of asking for the same old things, new things get presented, and then they just agree to the same old things. So it's really the idea that you have to be able to listen and hear feedback. You, you have to have the a growth mindset when you're applying to the, the creative process and when you're, when you're going through the briefing process. For the briefer and the person being briefed, you should make room to be able to change your mind. It shouldn't be that what I said three weeks ago, I'm stuck with and I, I'm not going to change my mind. You've got to listen. You've got to allow yourself to be challenged. You've got to be able to champion new ideas. You've got to fight for disruption and change. And finally, if I'm thinking about briefing, four things that got to be in a brief. It's got to be smart, a smart objective. You've got to have a timeline of when you need stuff delivered. Have a budget. And at least some idea of the deliverable. You're not necessarily stipulating it's going to be a TV ad or a print ad, but you've got to have some idea of what you're looking for. So those are the four things that have to be in a brief. Yeah, it's good. I, I think that, that point about being able to reiterate or change your brief, I think it is, is actually quite sort of fascinating. Uh, it, it shouldn't be a straitjacket, should it? it? It should be a framework that you can work with. Absolutely. You've got to have that flexibility and that modern marketing demands. You've got to be agile, test and learn and pivot quickly. Yeah. So step two, 
is is all about making sure that you're you're writing for SEO, and and, and why wouldn't you? You know, and and quite frankly, this this applies whether this is video, audio, or written content. Fifty percent of traffic comes from search. Two trillion searches a day, and if you make it to page one, then ninety percent of your traffic can come via search as well. And uh, and therefore, you need to understand that. Actually, unless you're visible, unless you're actually writing to make sure that you are visible, then you're missing out on potentially half your audience, if not more. And, and the steps to do that are define that goal, make sure you're clear who the piece is for, what they're going to be interested in. Um, just because you want them to sign up for a program doesn't mean that that person's going to be in the mindset of that turn. And then do your keyword research. There's a number of free tools out there, as well as some more sophisticated ones like SEM Rush, which do the job incredibly well. So find out what keywords people are searching for related to the objectives. It's not necessarily directly related to the outcome that you're going to want to push. It could be related to a, a content bridge, something that's a sort of associated with what you want. And then use those keywords. Make sure the target keyword is in the title of the page. Make sure that similar keywords are sprinkled throughout the text. You don't have to go completely crazy there in terms of like hundreds of keywords, but it is making sure that you're, you're reinforcing what that content is and what it relates, relates to. And then think about the type of content that you got. Is it a primary page, like a landing page, or a secondary page, such as a blog post? Your primary pages, much shorter, can be so brief, 300, 500 words, while others may well be more like 1,500 words. And again, you want to make sure that you're sprinkling your keywords within that. Um, there's more to it than that. We could do a whole episode, but, but mm. in short, I think that, that covers it off. And... And then step three, which is much, much clearer in a way, I think, it's about creating a conversation, not a soundbite. Uh, this is about ensuring that you're creating a dialogue. And, and the first part of that is there's a number of names for this, actually. Lead magnet, data capture campaign, drip campaign. But in a way that depersonalizes what you're trying to do. What you're trying to do is create a value exchange, ensure that there's enough merit to carrying on a conversation. In simple terms, creating a piece of content that someone thinks is worth giving their contact details for, then introducing yourself and your services gently. And gently the word is here as well. <laughs> you know, there are technologies, again, HubSpot of a light manage this well. And Google Analytics allows you to set up goals to see how far people have moved along that conversation and what action you should take. But the, the start of it is making sure that you're creating a conversation, not a soundbite. What I love about what you've done there, Chris, is you've given us a great insight on the more digital side. And step two and step three were building together nicely. And step four takes it to another level by saying, look, you've got to know your consumer journey. But of course, you've got to do this on and offline. Simply put, you've got to understand a consumer's experience and issues when just dealing with their, their life, their problems, their routines, their passions, their tasks, and then how do you fit into it? So yes, we're repeating ourselves. Hopefully you're not starting with this show as your first show of the season. Go back to the first episode in the season and start there. You need to have those foundations in place before you get to this point. So also you're identifying the moments that matter. For our podcast, we're targeting people who are commuting and perhaps needing to get stuff done. So we're 
30 minutes or less. We know that because the average commuting time is about 25 to 30 minutes. So we're targeting that audience. You've also got to plan the optimal journey. What are consumers exploring? What are they buying? What are they using? And how do they think, feel, and do in those different moments? So it's obvious that you need to understand your audience well enough to choose the right channel, the right form, the right type of content. So you've got to consider them broadly. And again, shameless plug here, we're advocating that audio should form part of a lot of brand plans, a lot of business plans. And of course, podcasting is one one piece of it. But if you're publishing an ebook, you could do an audiobook version. If you're a larger company, perhaps you can treat the appearances of your executives as a podcast style type of interaction. Some work I did in a prior role at Campbell Soup, I was in a learning and development role, building marketing capabilities, and I created On Impact, which was a marketing capability podcast. And rather than teaching people how to do marketing, you could tell tell the stories of great marketers achieving great things within the organization. So audio gives you the benefit of being really human, intimate, and interactive. And so shameless plug again, not for ourselves this time, for the podcast festival. It's a series of online conferences by Sam Setti, Andrew Grill, and Minter Dial. And and we'll send a, a link, we'll include a link in the detail, but they're doing some great work to bring together podcasting communities and really inspire and educate and uplift us. So audio content is a key part now of the modern marketing mix and getting to your consumers because you've really got that customer journey piece right. Great stuff, Sam. Um, I think it's a good shout out there, definitely about our festival. Um, There's loads of great contributors to that. Step five is very much about capture the hearts and minds and tell a story one customer at a time. Um, And what I mean by one customer at a time, I think, is very important. It's about thinking about how you segment your customer base. Um, And again, using Virgin Wines as an example, we conducted a segmentation of Virgin Wines and there was a clear segment that had two things in mind. Buy wine for a summer party, buy wine for a Christmas party. That's all they wanted to do. They had no interest in hearing our conversation outside those times. And at first, we weren't reflecting on that. And, uh, you know, and, and as a result, we were probably irritating them in the process. So you need to think about your customer segmentation and you need to make sure that you're focusing down there. The, the other thing that strikes me as well as about telling a story is that uh, something we covered in a previous episode, so marketing remix, reuse and recycle, is that a move back to the simpler things in life. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a medium, I think, is a virtue of te- um, telling you that some articles are essays and, and long reads, um, a number of bloggers and futurologists de- dedicate a serious amount of time on those mm. providing sort of thought uh, pieces. Some of those are 15 minute, 30 minute reads. And, and I like that as an approach. It, again, it moves away from a soundbite. Don't get me wrong, there's, there's definitely a place for a soundbite. But understanding that sometimes different customers need different things and it's working out what there is. So, step six then, Chris really brings together everything we've discussed so far. It's about creativity and it's essential and you've got to apply it throughout the processes, throughout the steps we talked about. So it's not just a headline or the tagline or 
hiring a celebrity or, or an influencer. You've really got to think about the role of creativity and how to do that in, in a breakthrough way. So in the marketing advertising industry, we're, we're in love with the Cannes Festival and the Cannes Awards. And it's going beyond that to define what is or isn't great creativity. And we don't advocate just trying to win awards for the sake of winning awards. We talked about episode 19 a lot. We really do have a lot of passion for that remix, recycle, reuse, because there's a lot of great themes that can help you do creativity and win and create and be creative and tap into that. We talk about an understanding and appreciation of culture and really studying the originals and the masters and incorporating that so that you transform and you rebind and you remix into a current form. And the classic example we use is that while Apple wins a lot of awards for the work they've done, they actually borrowed and leveraged a lot of that from the 1960s brawn designs of Dieter Rams. So you've also got to be diverse in your inspiration. So it could be from Beyonce and not just focuses on the Disney's and Pixar's. You've got to look beyond what's familiar or comfortable investing time in creative leadership is actually hard work so you've really got to put the structure the tenacity and and audacity in place to make that happen and so if you if you're really doing this well you're probably failing you're probably making mistakes and you're you're probably learning from things that didn't work so well and a good way to make sure you get those learnings is to tap into a brain trust which is really people with experience and they can give you candid feedback and that the power of candor is is, is immense but it also means doing a post-mortem so when things go wrong you actually figure out what we did wrong and what didn't work was it the wrong channel wrong creative wrong form wrong, wrong format and then not making that mistake again so it's balancing that art and science and some creative inspiration that we're, we're really fans of right now there's the classic Budweiser what's up ad from I think it was 1999 and what's interesting is that story that creative that impact which was different and it had its own tone its own feel and language well the data is showing from Ipsos that in 2020 the ad that cut through the most the ad that delivered the best impact during the COVID environment was in fact the 2020 version for you to check on your buds check on your friends and so that story lasted over 20 years and, and came back again in a very relevant way and we've talked about maybe the bigger brands of this world but I'm a huge fan of a company called Archie McPhee they're a toy company and I ordered some something from them recently and what was great is on the packaging their their tagline is slightly less disappointing than other companies which was great to get on a box because it was just made you made you chuckle made you laugh it just brought their brand to life and yes mm. cardboard boxes can be used and jimmy john's which is a sandwich brand in the u.s at the bottom of their box it says hey how do you like it if someone looked at the at your bottom which I thought was actually kind of British humor, but it was kind of funny. But yes, the bottom of the box was something they were just using to communicate. And so the, even your packaging can be brought to life. So don't think of creativity as an expensive uh, adventure. Think of it in every way, in every place, in every shape or form that you can touch your consumers, your audience, and connect with them in an interesting way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think setting yourself out the the challenge of bringing creativity to absolutely everything that you do, I think is 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 something people rise up to and and deliver on. Yeah, so good examples there. Uh, you know, we're not going to cover this next bit because we say it every single week, but you have to be able to measure all of this as well. So content that's about consumption, lead generation, sharing, 
there's plethora of um, stats and, and measures for each one of those. So, uh, you know, mustn't forget that. But we, we'd like to leave you sort of with one thing to do tomorrow. Um, and I think it is about running an SEO audit. Uh, what's the point of half your audience not seeing what you do? And, and you should look at that from video, audio, um, text, and images, uh, because all of those will count. So, Sam, time has gone on as usual. It's amazing how quickly these go. Um, so why don't you give us the three key takeouts of this session? Three things from this week's episode. Firstly, you actually need to gather the right resources to support this whole content and creative endeavor. It could be the money, the time, just the, the passion and the interest in educating yourself and being better. Secondly, leverage experts. It's worth the investment. You can just completely tell the difference between something that a photographer's taken and someone's taken on their iPhone. So really do invest in the experts who can take you to that next level. And thirdly, throughout doing this well, you've got to take courage and you've got to take risk. Those two together are going to help you succeed to stand out, to be differentiated and really impact your consumer, your audience and the marketplace. Nice. I like that. So one final thing, just one final ask, just before we finish off this, if you haven't had a chance yet to log on to your favorite podcast retailer, whether that's an Apple or a Spotify or a Google, please do. Please leave us a review or subscribe. We're, we're happy if you do either one of those actions. You don't necessarily have to do both at once. Um, we'll be back next week anyway. Um, but next episode, coming up next episode, we're, we're moving down the funnel. We're thinking more about that customer experience, more around retention and engagement and why retention is so incredibly important and, and how to optimize that conversion funnel. So again, should be a good episode, Sam. Absolutely. Great way to build on the content and creativity we talked about in this week's episode. So until next week, Chris, have a great week across the pond. Well, that's it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Find more by visiting marketingtransform.com and click on the subscribe link. If you listen via Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or anything else, then click on follow, subscribe or type Marketing Transformed into search. We're a new show, so please leave us a review, comment or ask a question. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at marketingtransformedshow at gmail.com.